0: Welcome to the Connect Community Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. We're so glad to have you with us today. If you're ever in our area, come see us in person. We hope today's message inspires you and helps you live better. We're in a series titled How to Belong, and we're talking about the significance of uh, belonging through giving and receiving and how that's an aspect of Uh, belonging. And today, I've titled the message, if you're taking notes, it's on the app as well. It's called Partnership is Life-Giving, or Life-Giving Partnership. Um, That's the title of the message today, if you're taking notes. See, everything that is alive in the universe, everything that has life, it's alive because of partnership. And it needs partnership to continue to stay Alive. If you think about the fauna, the flora, trees, vegetation, uh, everything in that sphere needs the soil. It needs the sun and it needs the rain in order to stay alive. If you think of animals, animals need vegetation. They need fruits, seeds. Many of them need their community of animals to stay alive, and uh, others they need other animals to stay alive, because they need to eat them. And and then if you think about humans as well, we, the people, we too need the soil. We too need the sun, the water, the fire. We need fruits, seeds. We need animals as well in order to stay alive. We're interconnected. We are interdependent. And so since life began, it's God's order that has been instituted. God instituted this order that we may be interconnected. And there's, there's a sequence of things. And it goes something like this. You might have learned a version of this. This is an adaptation of what you might have learned in biology class. Everything starts with a seed. It starts with the seed. The seed needs dirt the seed needs if, if, you, if you have a seed and it stays by itself and you put it in your pocket you will not have a pocket tree no matter what other people tell you it will not grow in your pocket because the seed needs the soil but if you plant that seed if you take that seed and you plant that seed something happens in that process when the seed gets into partnership with the soil and there's moisture and there is the minerals in the soil, that uh, it begins to, this, this we'll call this incubation. When the seed, my voice cracks right there. <laughs> when the seed is in the soil, you don't know what's happening, but something is happening. It's beginning to, transform itself and then from that moment when it when it's going through this incubation period where you don't see what's happening it begins to break open and then the seed sprouts right there's a little a little bud there's a little semblance of what it might be but it's not the full thing yet it's just a sign that something was planted and the seed is no longer there it's, it's a sprout. It's the beginning. It's beginning to take shape. Then once it sprouts, there's another season that is season of development and growth. I'm going to development and growth. I'm going to write shorter words because it's hard to write and talk. And then from that moment, the tree is not going to really give you fruit yet. It's, it's developing. It's, it's, it's not just a sprout, but it's, it's a young tree. And, and it begins to take shape. It begins to show its leaves. And, and from this moment, it begins to mature. But if you wait, and you, and you do what... what it, the partnership continues between the soil and the sun and the water. It'll grow into... Maturity, and when it's gotten a level of maturity, then you see the fruit. And not only that, within the fruit, what do you get? The seed. Now, you know this. This is basic. Whether you, even if you haven't had a biology class that explains this, you know this by observation. You know that this is the process. You know that there's a seed and that it has to be planted, and that there's a sprout, and there's development and growth and maturity. You know it's it's somewhere in the back of your mind, right? That's how the cycle is right there, and where, you know, the photosynthesis is back there too. You know, and you go like, oh yeah, or some the mitochondria. Remember the mitochondria? mitochondria spell that three times right now i i I thought about this as i was writing the message i'm like maybe we should make t-shirts with just those old words and school words that that, you know just just i thought about just wearing a t-shirt with words like that and just watching people's reaction because you know those words that you haven't heard for years since school like midrib or lamina or sap right Just to watch people's reactions, oh yeah, that's right, I know about that, I have knowledge of that, and I know what it does. The reason why I'm bringing that up, it's it's important for you to remember the process, because sometimes we forget that things have a certain order, they follow a certain pattern, and when God instituted this order, it wasn't just about vegetation and trees, there is a version of this for your life. And it's, just, it's not just about your physio, it's not just physiologically. It also happens in your spirit, in your mind. We are interdependent. We need people and we need things in order for us to survive. See, sure, we need trees and we need farms and we need animals and we need the fire and we need the butcher and we need The farmer, right? We need those people who work the land. We need the smith. We need people who are crafty in their their abilities in order for us to continue to live life. But we also need people emotionally. We need people spiritually. We need people in our lives mentally so that we can carry life together. Because life is about partnership. You can't grow and develop in any area of your life, without partnership. It's really important to understand this. And here's the problem that we face in our era. The problem that we face in our generation, especially our younger generation, is that we no longer live in villages. We live in silos. More and more we live isolated, and more and more community is moving online. I know I harp on this, but it's, it's completely different to have face-to-face time, community time, in the room, and, and transfer that into black words on a white screen. Texting is not the same. It's, it's different. And so because... We rarely experience the level of partnership and mutual belonging that we need. Because of it, many of us have not experienced a healthy upbringing and a healthy community. Sometimes even at home. Our home life wasn't really healthy. There wasn't a sense of belonging. You couldn't be yourself 100%. You had to pretend. You had to hide. You had to come with the best part of you to avoid judgment, to avoid punishment. And, and some of you, you have never felt like you truly belonged in a community, like you were 100% accepted and that people were 100% in your corner. You've been told a lie. And here's the lie. The lie is that maturity and success means self-sufficiency means you did it on your own. I did it all on my own. It's a lie. Nobody has ever done it on their own, alone. Nobody has ever stood alone. But we are told that that somehow, we have to sow the seed amongst ourselves. We have to go through the incubation period by yourself. You're, 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 and you're supposed to sprout, manifest, right? It's a big word now. You've got to manifest by yourself. You have to manifest and produce all of these things by yourself. When in fact, it's not only observable in nature, but it's observable in family life. None of these things happen by yourself. You need good partnerships. The problem is that if we do believe that we're supposed to do this all by ourselves and that, and that, the, and that any kind of partnership means you're not mature enough because you're not on your own, you're going to begin to believe in this hyper-individualism that our age promotes so much. And it's going to be a problem, especially when you fall short. Why? Because if you are to be self-sufficient and mature all on your own, if you fall short, if you have shortcomings, inadequacies, and, and you're not complete within yourself, it's your fault. It's your problem to fix. You have to take care of your stuff, take care of your baggage, take care of your things by yourself. That means that if you're not complete by yourself, And complete, I mean finished, right? Developed by yourself. It's your fault. So instead of seeking belonging and a healthy belonging and humility and awareness of your flaws, humility and awareness, the parts that you have to grow in so that you can lean on your brothers and sisters to bring some of those things that you're missing so that you can be developed and take part in this beautiful process that God instituted of giving and receiving and true belonging, becoming who has, he has called you to be in community, we retreat. You retreat. Because you're told that if you don't have it all together, you shouldn't show that part of you. and So you shy away. Because you feel inadequate and incomplete to come to the whole. And of course you do. What else are you you supposed to do? When you're told again and again that you got to make it on your own. See, this is so profound. I don't want you to miss this. Because it affects how you relate to your families. It affects how we relate to ourselves at work and and our, our coworkers. It affects how you date if you're single. It affects your expectations of your spouse. Your expectations of your future spouse. It affects our marriages. Our relationships at home. If people say nobody is perfect, and everybody knows you're not perfect, but what happens usually when somebody's imperfections come to the surface? What happens usually when somebody shows up and, and their worst parts come to the surface, either at work or in a family community? If you're part of a context where you're accepted and there's kindness and mercy and grace, you're blessed. But that's genuinely, generally not the case. Generally, you're pushed away. You're judged. Okay, most times, those parts of us, they, they are rejected. They are denied. And I'm not talking about people who blame everybody else for their faults. I'm talking about You, people who act in humility, people who are humble, people who take responsibility for their flaws, for their faults, and they sometimes come to the table because sometimes our faults are treated so sharply that we forget that it's better to bring them to the table because development and growth happens in partnership. You need somebody to watch your back for you. You need somebody to look at your blind spots. You need somebody to tell you to help you through areas that you're weak. Someone who's strong in an area where you're weak so that you can exchange life that way and become better. Look at what the scripture says in Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 through 5. Brothers and sisters, if anyone is caught in any transgression, You who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Verse 2 says this, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Wow. For if anyone thinks that he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So profound. And then he continues, But let us each one... Test his or her own work. And then he will have reason to boast. Will, his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. So there's a few things happening in this scripture here. Paul is encouraging the church to lift one another up and not. Corrupt one another. So he's saying, hey, you, you stand on, on, on the principles that you have learned. What, what has already b- been built, don't tear it down. But if you see someone struggling, if, if you see somebody who needs help, you pick them up. We're part of a community. You pick them up. So in other words, he's saying, listen, you, you should take responsibility for your faults. Yes. It's up to you to assume control over the areas of your life that are not functioning well, but your burdens, the things that are burdensome, the things that are weighing on you, you are not supposed to carry them by yourself. Your burdens are supposed to be shared. Your burdens are supposed to be uh, carried together. You're not supposed to carry your burdens by yourself. In fact, he says, bearing one another's burdens, bearing one another's burden." I can't say this, Bearing one another's burdens is part of the law of Christ. It's fulfilling the law of Christ. This is a profound statement. That to fulfill the law of Christ, you got to look for someone else's burdens and carry them. And uplift them. And love them. Not trash them. Not expose them. But carry them. So tell your neighbor. Look at the person next to you and say, hey. Sometimes loving you is a burden. <laughs> and you can say, "That's okay." That's okay. That's the way it's supposed to be. Sometimes loving you is a burden. See, the point is that, from seed to fruit, from seed. To see, we are supposed to move in partnership. We need real partnerships. Especially during the sprouting and the growth and development stage. Because these are the moments where most of our inadequacies show. When you come out of the ground, right? And you're revealed to the world. And you begin to to show yourself in the world. Not as fully mature yet. See, you have dreams. You have ideas. You have Desires you have things that are still not fully developed. They, they they don't look that pretty. They don't look that promising. They don't look as they should yet. But you want to get here. You want to get to maturity. This is the process that that will be so uh, important to have partnership. Well, because it takes partnership to grow, learn. To develop and to overcome. It takes partnership. We're meant to belong to one another. Listen to what Jesus said in Scripture. Mark chapter 4 verse 30 through 32. And he said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use for it? And then he says, it's like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can nest in its shade. What is Jesus saying here? He's saying that a big harvest does not start with maturity. A big harvest doesn't start when things are ready, a big harvest starts in seed form. Small. Seemingly insignificant. The dreams, the ideas, the things he has placed in your heart, the way he has put in our heart as a church, the vision that he has placed in our hearts together collectively, they begin in seed form. The, what he, God has designed you to live for will not show up in your life. It will not appear in your life in mature form. So right now, you're full of seeds. You're full of things in you that need to go through the process before it becomes that large tree that can accommodate and bless so many. In community and belonging, those seeds that you have will be incubated. They'll sprout. They'll develop and grow. And sometimes it's frustrating Because you know, you know what it's supposed to look like. Because you have the seeds. You know the goal. You know where you're supposed to get to. But you were told that you're supposed to get here by yourself. And you feel inadequate. You feel like you don't have what it takes. You feel like, man, of course you don't. You need partnership. You're not supposed to get to maturity by yourself. You're supposed to get to maturity in partnership, and as a church, community. That's our goal. This is our goal. This is part of our vision. This is what connecting to God, to others, and to purpose is all about. We want to be the village you don't have. This is the village you don't have. This is the place for one anotherness, if that's a word. I just made it up. This is the place where are young can find mature people to look up to where you can grow into maturity where there is people that might be a little bit further ahead than you in life who can share their wisdom to participate in the amazing things of life to look forward to life where we can find people who are exemplary in certain areas of life and we can help one another and right now as a church You know, we're not a small seed anymore. God brought us here with the seed. We're not a small seed anymore. We're probably right here. Sprouting in certain areas. Developing and growing in certain areas. Our branches are not fully extended yet. Our fruit is not as plentiful as God has envisioned us to be. But it's been a strong beginning. It's been a strong beginning foundation. And I believe God will use every single one of us to continue to build his house and continue to reach people right here in Stanford. We'll continue to grow, but it's in my heart in our hearts as pastors that you will find in this community that place of belonging, that you will take part of everything that exists, the connect groups and the meetings and the teams and everything that we put forth, that in this church you will find that village you've never had, That in this church, you will find a place, not just for your shiny parts, not to show up on Sunday with your Sunday best, right? Bring those too. We love it. But that you can find a space where you can bring the parts of you that need growth, the parts of you that need development, the parts of you that is just a little sprout. And you need people around you to strengthen you, to help you see the vision, to encourage you, to say, hey, it's not time to quit. It's time to pick up and keep going. Yes, it's true. God has this for you. It's doable. But you need people alongside you. Let me be that person to help you go along. That you may find in this church the people you need. And not only that, that you may be the village somebody else's need that you may be the village somebody else needs, somebody else is looking for. And to the young men in our church, maybe you're in your teens or in your 20s, and maybe your father wasn't around. Maybe you didn't have a male figure to look up to. Or maybe your dad was around, but he was just present in body. He was absent-minded, not, didn't really have the tools. I want to encourage you. We have some awesome Men in their 30s and their 40s in our church who are a little bit further than you in life, who can be part of your life, let me encourage you to connect to them, to make yourself available, to serve together, to be vulnerable, to seek their counsel, to be present. You don't have to fight life alone. You don't have to make it on your own. That's a lie from the enemy that you have to figure out on your own. You have to figure out how to be a man by yourself. No, you have a community of men here who are ready to embrace you. To The young women in the same way, you know, you're strong, you're beautiful, and this world is tough on you. Now, the expectations on your image are wrong, the expectations on your image are lustful, and the world wants to turn you into an object, an object for somebody else's satisfaction, But God made you beautifully and fearfully. And he has strengthened you. And we want this church to be a place where you can be real. Where you can fully belong without masks, without makeup even in your mind or your heart. Let me encourage you to find in this community your sisterhood. To find in this community women honoring women. Women uplifting women. Women strengthening women. One another. And putting the best of each other forth. Seeing the best out in each other. Pulling the best out of each other. Find some spiritual mothers in this church. We have them. Find a safe place here. All of us. You need to know. There's so much on the inside of you. There's so much God has placed in you. There's so much that God wants to bring out of you. So much God wants to do through you. There's so much God wants to pull out of you. There are seeds of greatness on the inside. Things that you've been trying to get to happen. You've been trying to make it grow and show. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this process happens according to God's order it's meant to happen in community so let me encourage you sow your seeds in this community sow your seeds of greatness here embrace the people here share your ideas here and and see the 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 the, seek and see the 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 support that you need here you are not called for mediocrity but some of you you've experienced mediocrity in your life and you're frustrated about it. And I hope I hope you didn't start believing that you are mediocre. Because you're not. I hope you didn't start believing that your life was made for mediocrity and there's no way for you to break that cycle because you are not. If your life has been below average or less than most, I want to tell you today, that's not God's plan for your life. You're not mediocre. Here's the problem. You're just doing life alone. You're not sowing your seeds in community. You're not you're not part of a life-giving partnership that's supposed to happen. You're not mediocre, you're lacking partnership. And God wants to bring you into the fold. To so you're getting mediocrity and you're getting mediocre results. But you are not mediocre. And neither is your seed. Your seed is not mediocre. Your dreams are not mediocre. They're probably too big for you. And they're supposed to be too big for you. They're supposed to go beyond your limitations. They're supposed to go beyond your capacity to handle. They're supposed to be bigger than you. Because that's how God operates. He gives us dreams that that go beyond our capacity. So that we can have them grow In partnership and community, so that we can bless others and be blessed by others, so that we can grow together. Your your seeds need to be sown in the right soil. Listen to this passage in Galatians chapter 6, verses 6, verses 7 through 10. It says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for whatever one sows, that will also he will also reap. You start here. You do good here. And then the tree grows and blesses others. See, many people have misinterpreted this passage to mean only material things. Sow a seed. Those things are good too. It's important to give financially. But this also is a law of belonging. What you sow in the flesh... You reap in the flesh. And what you sow in the Spirit, you reap in the flesh. the Spirit. So you have the option. You can either sow in the flesh, or you can sow in the Spirit. What does that mean? Very clear for you. It means this. It's about your intention. You can sow your money in the flesh, or in the Spirit. You can sow your friendship in the flesh, or in the Spirit. You can sow your ideas in the flesh, or in the Spirit. You can sow your talents in the flesh, or in the Spirit. If your intention is personal interest, if your intention is personal gain, if your intention is your lusts and your pleasures, and number one, that's the flesh, you'll reap corruption. It's not going to work. You're sowing the same thing. You're sowing the same seed. But you're sowing it to yourself. Within yourself. But if your intention is to bless, if your intention is to sow in the Spirit of God, In other words, to sow in love. If your intention is to grow in the Lord, if your intention is to see the kingdom of God grow, if your intention is to change the world by God's power, if your intention is to bring grace and peace and mercy everywhere you go and you begin to sow in that manner, you will reap eternal life. What does that mean? You will reap a life that God has intended for you, heaven on earth, the eternal kind of life right here and now. There's a season for sowing. There's a season for reaping. God is calling us to sow good seeds so that he can bless us with development, growth, maturity, and with the fruit that he wants to give us. It's not not always going to be a smooth ride. Sometimes it's going to be tough. But that's why Jesus is calling us to live in community. That's why he established the church. That's why the church is the village that presents the gospel as the city on a hill providing life-giving partnerships for us. I remember not too long ago, this year, a few few weeks or months ago, it seemed like everything happened at the same time. But we were having our challenges with Alini's pregnancy and there were things that we were going through and Jeffrey, our, our drummer, one morning had thieves come into his business, and they had to deal with that, couldn't come to church. And Osvin, little, Osvin's little baby, as he had COVID, and Austin and Sarah's family, they had a loss in their family. Somebody passed away, and Jackie nearly lost her life in a car accident. And It just seemed like one thing after another. I'm sure there were other things that I don't remember. And we came that Sunday... It was a span of like three or four weeks that all of that happened back to back. And we came, we came one of the Sundays and our guitar was gone. <laughs> the, the stuff that we stored right here was gone. Just the guitar. And, and I knew, you know, in my spirit, I knew, listen, God is building something amazing and the enemy is not happy. It's not always going to be smooth. There are going to be challenges. But I cannot imagine any of us going through that without... The community of faith without godly partnerships without having someone to lean on having somebody praying having somebody available and god is calling us to build his house to belong to his people to sow the seeds that he has given us here and to see this seed that he has sown in our hearts grow here in stanford So that this tree, Connect Community, can grow and bless many people. Bless many people. See, we're we're a growing church. And God wants to see what he has put in our hearts go beyond our borders. And so as you sow, as you give, as you link arms, as you participate, as you join a team, as you go to a connect group, as you come here on Sundays, as you sow financially, as you give to what God is doing here at Connect Community, you will see the reward in your own life. Because God's order does not leave us hanging. He, you will see the reward in your own life. God will add to you. He will add to your life. He will sustain you. He will grow you. And he will lead you to the life that he has called you to have. And the, the, the person he has called you to be. To every single person in our team here. Who is connected. Who has given up their lives, Every single one of them is better off than they were when they started. You can see it. I and mean, they can come here and tell you their story. Every single one of them. They're better off than they were before they were part Of this team, and it's because godly partnerships are life giving. They make a difference. So let me encourage you to throw away the lies that you have to have it all together and you have to make it on your own. Nobody has, nobody will. There's no such thing as a self made man or a self made woman. Open your heart and mind to godly people. It will make you better. People who will make you better. People who will help you overcome. People who will give to you what you don't have. People who are better than you in certain areas. And plant your seed in good ground right here in this church. And watch. Watch God do things for your life that you have never dreamed of. You receive it this morning. Amen. 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 So good to have you here today. Thank you for listening today. If you have a prayer request, a question about faith, or would like to find out more information, visit us at connectcommunity.org. Don't forget to subscribe and share. See you next time.